And welcome to Two Lively Old Men. Uh, my name is Eric. This Hello. is Derek. And we are here to talk about music-related items, I guess. Or anything else that comes to our minds. Well, you know how it works. You talk a little music, and next thing you do, you're thinking about a movie or a book you read or somebody you talk to about the same song. Who knows? So Exactly. I agree. I listen to audiobooks mostly but because um, I don't have the patience to really read anymore. I I like to stay doing stuff, you know, while I listen, you know, kind of multitasking. So you listen to an audiobook at the moment? Yeah. Um, you gave me Slash's autobiography, and um, now I'm listening to that. Um, I didn't really have the patience to sit down and read it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started listening to it and I'm on chapter four now and it's very interesting so far. And it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when I'm done with it, we can, you know, go over a few things about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I'm reading the kiss book you gave me at the moment too. So that's very interesting too. And maybe we can touch a few things on that. Um, the way the kiss one is written is different than the way the slash one is written, for instance, mm-hmm. it's probably the writer and probably them because they're both artists as well. So, yeah, they're different formats for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it always depends who, you know, like you said, the writer, who they picked at, you know, how they do things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I like it nonetheless. There's a lot of things about uh, Gene Simmons I didn't realize. So Right. And speaking of Kiss, I just wanted to mention something. Um, I saw a video where this guy claims that Paul Stanley is lip syncing. And with their new farewell tour or their... Oh, we mean tour. when he's on stage? Yeah. And so he had evidence and he played Psycho Circus. You know the song Psycho yeah. Circus? Okay. And he played uh, videos from different places in different countries and all around the world. And really, it sounded exactly the same. And, and like, he did it a certain way to where you can tell. And I'm almost really thinking he's lip syncing. Um, and so I went and looked at a video and I forgot where it was. And it could be, you know, you know, sometimes when you watch a video, the lips don't match. Right. And it ain't because they're lip syncing. It's just because of the sync of the video and the audio. Yeah. Um, That could be. But I watched this video of Paul Stanley singing. And and, and when he sang the chorus of Psycho Circus, his lips were kind of off with the music. Yeah, didn't quite match. But when I watched the rest of the video, it was right on. Huh. Like he started earlier before he was supposed to. So I don't know. I and mean, I think he might be lip syncing because if you really look at Paul Stanley, um, he really can't hit the notes like he used to, you know, and no, no diss to Paul Stanley because a lot of people are like that. But if you're going out, you know, on this farewell tour, charging people all this money, you know, you shouldn't be lip syncing. I mean, tune it down a little more or something. Of course, being a guitar player, I know Kiss actually really tunes down anyway. So I don't know how much lower they could go. They're like a, a scale down or something like that. Right. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, Eric. Would you be pissed off if you uh, went to a concert and find out it was uh, Millie Vanilli? Millie Vanilli. But um, at least it's, it would be their band. So would you prefer that they, that they lip synced when the Motley Crue came around rather than... <laughs> um, I just prefer that nobody lip sync. You know, if you can't do it, um, just you know, have backup singers to help you. Have backup singers to help you. Yeah. Let them know. I saw Freddie Mercury once on a on a YouTube video, and he he lost his voice pretty much, and um, he was singing um, one of his songs. I can't remember what it was, 
but um, he was singing low because right. you know he couldn't sing high. And Lucky, his drummer, was a great singer. So the drummer from Queen, I forgot right. his name, but he took over kind of the high parts and kind of made up for it. Luckily, he had that, right. Right. you know. But um, he was honest. He said, hey, you guys, I've been singing. You know, I've been on tour for a long time. And my voice is kind of shot, but I'm going to give it all I got. I'm sorry, you know. But, you know, he went through with it and was honest. And I, I'm sure the audience respected that, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you can't be not? like a guitar player, you know. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, most he's got to worry about is doing too much drugs or getting too drunk and not being able to play, <laughs> right? But um, you know, a singer, you know, he's got his voice to rely on, so that's that's something. Yes, and and just like anybody, even like a physical athlete, for instance, your body can only do so much for so long, and then it wears out. Yes, it gives some. Your your, your vocal cords can only do so much for so long, then they start wearing out, or they change, or whatever you want to put. However like, you want to put. And that's it. why it amazes me why some of these singers, when they get a certain age, they can still sing. I think more um, cannot sing than sing still. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But there are those few that are just like supernatural. Like Steven Tyler is one, you know. He's just amazing. He always hits those high notes like on Dream On and stuff. It's like, how does he do that? I can't hit that note. He made a deal with the devil. Maybe. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody um, squeezed my balls real hard, I might be able to hit that note. You know, oh, speaking of uh, selling your soul to the devil, I, I sent my mom this clip about Bob Dylan. And um, did you ever see that clip where he's getting an interview where he says he sold his soul to the devil? It sounds familiar. I think maybe I've read about it. Okay, so I don't know who the guy was interviewing. He, he looked very familiar. He's probably a famous interviewer. I just am done with that kind of stuff. But he, Bob Dylan says he's keeping up with his end of the bargain. Right. And the interviewer goes, um, and what is that? And who's the bargain with? And he goes, the bargain is with the, the chief commander. And he goes, the chief commander of this country? He goes, the chief commander of this country, of this world, somebody you can't see. And he goes, you know, how long are you going to keep up with this bargain? He goes, I'm still keeping up with it today, you know? And I'm like, that's weird. I said that to my mom, and she really don't know what to think of it. You know, is he is he just tripping out or getting making controversy, or is there really a thing where people actually sold their soul to the devil? He never said the devil. Well, the chief commander of this world, a world he, he can't, can't see. What's could be, that? Could be God. Nobody sells their soul to God. God just he, gives if you ask for it. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Okay. Let's not I get mean, into religion right okay, now anyway. If, if there is no God, there is no devil, right? I don't believe there's a devil to begin with. So okay. Well, I think the devil is so you think, by human beings. you think the whole selling your soul concept is just bullshit? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no devil. Yeah, so you can't sell your soul to the devil. Okay, so I there's ask, evil. I ask you Don't this. get me wrong. Those are two different if things. If you don't believe in that, I dare you. I dare you. No, no I don't want to dare you because you might do it. Um, have you ever uh, had a seance or anything like that? No. Did okay. the Ouija board. Do you believe in spirits? Yes. Okay, so that's a There's whole, evil spirits. That's a whole different thing. Okay, so we won't get into it then. But there's just no devil or Satan. All right, well, let's move on. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with that. I'm with that. We can have a deeper talk about that at some point. I think point. Uh, religion is, is – there's so much of it. It's and, so interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And a lot of it is – there is a lot of history involved. Yes, there is. And I'm not going to denounce it or, or say anything bad about it. You know, everybody's own thing is their own thing. I'm with you on that. And um, I just, I'm kind of with you. I'm more of a science guy. 
I'm more of a big bang kind of theory kind of guy. Even that to me seems kind of strange, but that's more close to closer to what's real than a guy sitting up there on a throne. But couldn't a God <laughs> created the big bang? You say the big bang. I like that. The big bang. When I go home to my wife, we're going to do Hey, the hey, bang. hey, it's a family show. We're going to do the big bang. <laughs> You know, this is a science, buddy. I like the Big Bang Theory. That's a good. That's a good TV show. My wife loves that yes. show. I just can't stand it. That guy looks like a reject uh, uh, Ringo Starr with that haircut. Yeah, I think it's a hilarious show. <laughs> I hate it. It's like it's stupid. But hey, teach their own. And teach you know what? their own. And more people like that show than don't. So. And like I tell people, if you don't like something, turn the fucking channel. That's what I say. And or turn it off. Totally. I love that. There's other channels you can watch. No censorship here, motherfucker. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, so um, let's get into specific person at the moment because it's something our, you and I have been have found out lately from our friend Risa or my friend Risa. You haven't met her, Risa yet, but you know of her. Okay. Anyway, um, we were talking about a couple podcasts ago, female rock voices. Yes. And we talked a whole podcast about female rock voices, basically. It was the whole, basically the whole thing other than our taking left turns for occasions, but yes. Um, Risa sends me a text message, says, have you ever heard of Lizzie Hale, of Hailstorm? Yeah. I'm like, the band Hailstorm sounds familiar. Other than that, no, you know, I've somehow I've heard about them. She sends me some stuff. Suddenly I have found a new female voice. I love Lizzie Hale. So I introduced it kind of to you too. I think I posted it on our, our Facebook uh, group page, right? Right. Yeah. And impressive. Yeah. I've been wanting to check it out. And I just haven't, and I got to see a little bit while I was here, of course, because you put it on, and I love it so far. And you said that didn't even display her full potential of her voice. So, no, no, I that mean, was more of a slow song. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't checked out Hailstorm and uh, the singer, the woman Lizzie Hale, and you may see her and go, uh, she looks different than the other video. She looks, she changes her hair and her looks all the time. So that's just normal for her. So I like that. I'm perfectly fine. I don't care. You, you know, know, I don't give a shit about that. Whatever. I think that um, when musicians, you know, like they like change it up, you know, like a lot of musicians have a real fashion sense and they, you know, they're flamboyant over the top. Say David Bowie for one. I was just going to say, so we're going to get a David Bowie and all that here at some point. So David Bowie, you know, he always changed it up. He always looked different, you know, yes. and, and I think uh, as a celebrity, that's important. You know, it keeps your eyes going on. What's he going to do next? Or what's he going to look like next? You know? So is that kind of like Elton John then too? <laughs> <laughs> I seen Elton John uh, dressed like Donald Duck and do a concert. You <laughs> ever see that? No. He was in a full <laughs> Donald Duck. Is that on YouTube? Yes, it is. I'm going to have to look that up. Full uh, Donald that's Duck. That's hilarious. From head to toe. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But I love Elton John. I mean, he is so great. And I saw him in concert. He puts on a damn good show. That guy's got more hits than probably anybody I can think of. Oh, you can come up with a ton of them, yeah. He's right there with, with all, most legendary rock pop performers. Yeah, what yeah. a great artist he is. Yes. And he always has been since he started. And he, not just the artist, though, a showman. Because when he's on stage, he plays to the audience. Yes. Yeah, it's it's obvious that he likes he enjoys performing for people. Did you ever get a chance to see when he was touring with Billy Joel? Maybe not on... That's when I saw him. Oh, you did see that? I saw him and Billy Live? Joel, yeah. Oh my gosh. So Billy Joel opened up and did a whole bunch of his repertoire and Billy Joel himself was wonderful. Yes. And then um, went off stage. 
uh, Elton John came on, did a whole bunch of his stuff. And then they both came on stage together and did like five, six songs. Billy Joel. It was spectacular. Billy Joel is another one too. I mean, how many hits has that guy got? Yes. And, and kind of the same as Elton John. And, you know, Billy Joel, I bought one of his, you know, greatest albums, probably got like 40 songs on it. Okay. Like every song is good. First album I bought of his was called Glass Houses. Yeah. And I, I think that was the first big one for him anyway. So Yeah, yeah. He's a great talent. And, oh, yeah. and the two of those together, you know, putting their talents together and it was spectacular. Displaying dude. different kind of yes. piano techniques yes. amongst each other. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah, it was spectacular. My wife actually is the one who wanted to go and I went, Okay, let's go. I love so, that. I wish I could see. I watch it on YouTube all the time, but that's about all I could it see. It was for yeah, it was worth it. It was not cheap, but it was worth it. That's so. cool. Right on. Yeah, so anyway, just if you get a chance, Lizzie Hale, check her out. All right. Look up on YouTube. There's all kinds of shit on her. Lizzie Hale. And uh, just so you know, if you pay attention to her words when she sings, she says what she means. She doesn't hold back. So. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I like people like that. And I don't know who writes the songs, but when I heard the song that you showed me, it sounds like her attitude. So yes, maybe she's the songwriter. I would guess that she probably is at least a co-writer because, I mean, that's the attitude she puts out. You know, yeah, well, we'll do more research on her. That's for sure. And we'll find out because I'm going to be listening more. Right. So anyway, I want to get your take on this. Um, my wife said she saw a new commercial. And it reminded me of you, you know, talking about that commercial about women pooping. Oh, women pooping. Yeah. My wife still smiles when she hears that one. So how's your vagina? Mine? Yeah. Is yeah. it is it April Fresh or? Yeah, No. Well, that's okay because it wasn't about being April Fresh. It was about – this was a commercial about um, an, uh, like a birth control medication. Okay. Yeah. And my wife said she saw it, and, and that's how they started it. Like, how's your vagina? <laughs> how is your vagina? Do you know, it wasn't that long ago you couldn't say that word on TV. I know. It's like <laughs> – no, I'm sorry. I messed up. I got it written down here. It's welcome to my vagina. Welcome to my <laughs> vagina. And the, the the actor who does the part is her name is Ann Murphy, and it's for hormone free birth control gel. Okay. 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 That's cool, right? But I mean, like, I'm just waiting for somebody to say, you know, how's your rectum today? <laughs> is it inside out? You got hemorrhoids. Does it itch? Doesn't itch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have the toilet paper commercials with the with the uh, bears who you know wipe their. That's right, and, and they get little dingleberry stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. My, my. So that brings me to the, another question. Okay. Women, when they go to the bathroom, they pull their pants down okay. to their thighs. Okay. Men most. When they're sitting on the toilet. Most men. If you walk into a restroom and you look at the stalls, you'll see their pants are all the way down to their ankles. I agree. That's okay. normal. So why do women do that? I asked my wife. I say she's an expert because she's a woman. I would consider her, yes, an expert. <laughs> and she says, well, she don't want her pants on that dirty floor. I can understand that thought. Yeah. And I get it. And um, so I told her, you know, 
maybe what my reason was for dropping down to my ankles. I said I don't put them on the floor, but I keep them down to my ankles. All right. And I'm thinking, well, I don't like my knees being restricted, you know. <laughs> and it kind of helps. So it's it's more free. So you can, so you can spread your legs a little more. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all more free flowing. Free flowing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I pull mine down just like you said your wife does. You mean, actually, I think you pull them down a little farther, right? Well, about to the knee. To the knee? Yeah. Hey, to each their own. I don't want mine to touch on the floor either, especially if I'm home. That's a different story. But if I'm in a public restroom or even work at work, the restrooms we have. So, like, if I go to the if floor. I go to work and I want to find you and, and you're taking a dump, I can go in the bathroom and I can just look down because all the other, all the other guys they're they're shit the, they're shit's on the floor. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. And so I'll say, oh, Eric, <laughs> I can see your. Uh... And then I would go, I'm not here. <laughs> Or, or the pants would hit the floor suddenly. <laughs> my, also, my wife also said that, um, you know, when you get your pants down to the floor and you walk into that restroom, you know, if you got like shit stained underwear, you're going to be able to see it down <laughs> under that crack there. So, I mean, uh, there yeah, you go. Nope. I, I put mine down like the women do, I guess. I'm glad that uh, we got that covered now. Now people know why. Is that cleared up? Oh, I was supposed to mention that Donna at work. Donna Joe, yeah, Donna Joe, our favorite person. She says she takes hers down all the way. Oh, you asked Donna. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> she don't like her. She don't like. She let don't like being restricted either. Oh, okay. She likes a full flow. She, she likes to be all out there. We love you, Donna, for your honesty. You rule. You are definitely honest, Donna. That's for sure. You say things sometimes. I'm like, holy crap! Most women don't say that. That's funny. So I want to ask you a question. Um, Another one? Yeah. Have you ever been to a like a rock show and it's been turned off because of curfew, like the curfew? Yes, I have. Do you remember what one it was? Um, uh, what one was that? I think it was out at. Uh... Oh, it was at Bend. Oh, Bend. I could see that. It was Bend. It was the outdoor amphitheater they have there. Well, no, it doesn't make any sense there because it's basically it's downtown. It's an old town. Oh, it's not in like a residential, not like Edgefield, as they've got a bunch of apartments and houses around Edgefield outside of it. They can hear it. No, this is, but at 10 o'clock, we were uh, there to see uh, Izzy Marley or uh, Ziggy Marley and uh, Michael Fronte. And Ziggy did his thing and Fronte was doing his thing. And he was halfway through the last song. He said, This is my last song. He's halfway through the last song. It all stops. Wow. They kept playing. And then they realized, Wait a minute. <laughs> but what was cool about it is the is the crowd was singing the song anyway. Yeah, that usually happens. They finished it off kind yeah. of. Yeah. So so that happened with Guns N' Roses and uh, Dave Grohl. So Dave Grohl and they were singing Paradise City at the end end of their set. Right. Guns N' Roses set, and uh, so they got cut right off at at like ten o'clock. Right. And yeah. so they just kept singing. Axl Rose kept singing it out loud, and they finished like that. But I just wonder, what do you think of that? I mean. Do you think that they they should do that or because of the law or the people living around there? Do you think that's respectful or do you think they should be able to finish if it ain't too far over the limit? I mean, what do you think of that? Okay, so if I lived in that neighborhood. I know that's what you got to think. I would want to shut off whatever has been agreed upon by the neighborhood and the government of the area. However, right. whatever and whatever compromise we come to with the amphitheater outdoor as, facility. As sucky as it is. But... If let's say it's 10 o'clock, because usually it's 10 o'clock is the cutoff times. If it's 10 o'clock and they go to 10.05, I'm going to be fine with the next five minutes to finish that last song. 
But I've been to a lot of concerts too. For somebody who's never been to concerts, you wouldn't understand it's like to have to get it all shut off right. right in the middle of the last song, which oftentimes the last song is like their big song. Right. They finish with their one of their one of their big songs. Yeah. So they could have let him finish Paradise City. They should have let him finish. I, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it was, I think it was actually the last song on the set. It just ran a little longer than expected. Maybe yeah. bullshitting or yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. With Fronte, he said, "This is our last song. We, we're gonna have to go pretty soon." Starts in and does it, and seriously, halfway, two thirds through, they stopped it. Wow, it's like that sucks. Yeah, but I like you said, I understand. I mean, people got to work, and, and like, yeah. um, they come up with these laws when they build these stadiums. Yeah, you know, to help those people. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, I don't sleep very good anyway, but. I don't know. We have not too far from our house here. We have the uh, high school football stadium. So like uh, two nights ago, I was out in my hot tub listening to music and I could hear the football stadium. They were cheering and then you hear the band go, you know, and so it's kind of cool, but it only, you know, it only happens six times a year. And I hear that from the schools around my house. Sometimes I hear the band. That's kind of nice, but I don't hear it during the night. Well, it's played Friday nights here. Oh, right. So, when they're yeah. having like games and stuff. Yeah, so they, I think they have seven thirty kickoffs or something. So that's cool. I mean, I mean, you. Here's how I look at it. Before you moved into the house you moved into, you knew what was around that house probably, unless it was built after you moved in. Right. But you knew what you were moving into. Right. It's like the people that are next to racetracks and bitch about them being loud or what. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, you yeah. moved into that house, so you knew there was a racetrack five blocks away. Right. <laughs> Right. Come on. Change the channel, damn it. You know, I would actually move to an area, you know, that did rock concerts because I'd want to hear it. Well, yeah, because then I, <laughs> even if I don't want to go to the show per se, I could sit in my backyard and listen to the damn thing. Right. I'd be fine with that. I'm exactly the same way. But why would that surprise anybody listening to us, right? But, you know, <laughs> maybe somebody wouldn't like it, maybe because of the music choice. I mean, like, if they don't like a certain type of music, I mean, would that make a difference? I mean, yeah, like, but. Like say say you're more of a rocker and a country artist can sound. See me, I would like it all. You know, I would just listen to everything. But some people might go, "Oh, that country sound." Or I'm going to use rap as an example because that's the one I'm not really fond of. Yeah. Um. It would only bother me, I think, if I was like the houses right next to it. You know what I mean? Right next to the facility, closest ones. If I'm sitting back a couple blocks. I can probably put up with it just fine. Right. Yeah. But if I'm the house right next to it and you got the lights going and the people making noise and the boom, yes. boom, boom, boom happening, then that'd yeah. be totally different. You probably get the bass drum in your right in your ear. You're gonna, yeah. It'd probably make your house shake, make your things vibrate. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm, it's music. People are enjoying themselves. I'm all for that. I would. I always tell people, no matter who you like, go to particular venues to watch them. If they come to the, if they come to Red Rocks, go see them. If they come to the Gorge, go see them. Because those are like once in a lifetime places to see music that are awesome music venues. Yes. So they got like natural sound yeah. there, huh? Yeah. Red Rocks, I've never been to yet. I'm going, it's on my bucket list. I've already told my wife, the first chance we get, I'm going to Red Rocks. Does it sound better in those kind of places? What I hear. Yeah. That's what people say. You've been to the Gorge, though, right? Oh, yeah. So how's the sound there? It, it sounds awesome because you're sitting on a hillside. So the, the, uh, the stage is down toward the water, so to speak, because there's a cliff behind it. But anyway. There's a stage down toward the water, so it kind of it, it plays straight out, and then it kind of goes up the hillside, so it keeps a lot of the sound in naturally. So that's what they mean by natural amphitheater. Yeah, and Red Rocks is you know you're surrounded; it's almost like a bowl type thing. That's so, pretty cool, and I heard it's beautiful. 
Yes, I watch all kinds of videos on it and listen to music there. I want to be there in person, though. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And you will. Oh, no, I know I will, unless I die or something. But... You ain't going <laughs> to die anytime soon. <laughs> Damn it. Don't talk like that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, quick question for you. You like drinking, right? Of course. Of course. Is there a particular booze that you like more than others? Oh, my gosh. Particular uh, alcohol specifically, I guess? Well... I started liking tequila a lot. Um, I never really liked it before. I like, you know, mixed mostly the margaritas and stuff okay, like that. Okay, okay. I love margaritas. But then again, uh, Junior at work, uh -huh. so he brought some tequila to one of our... Um, oh, yeah, the yeah. strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't drink it there, but I tried it. You brought it for him to look at. It was so good. I mean, he said it was like a very expensive bottle. And like hundred dollars a bottle, but I mean it was so smooth. And I think I heard you talking about it to him in the break room one day when I was walking by. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so smooth, and like nothing like like the stuff I drink is like I don't know midline. I guess it ain't the cheapest, but it ain't the most expensive. You know, it ain't even as expensive as Sammy Hagar stuff. You know, it's like halfway there, and uh, like Cuervo or something like that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. So I've had that, plenty of tequilas. But I can't drink that shit straight. Uh, the ones our kids like to drink is called Patron. Is that a little better? It's uh, yeah, I've had Patron. We might even have some in our cabinet right now. Yeah, I can't drink that stuff straight. But that... no, I'm not a big fan of, of straight tequila. But I'll do it. Oh, try Juniors. You'll like it straight. You give me some salt and lemon. You're gonna do one with me. We're done. we're going. Yeah, try Juniors. You ever drink tequila poppers? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. When I was younger, I'm gonna say kid. Now that I'm 57, I'm a kid. When you're 30, I guess. But we used to do poppers all the time. That was one of our big drinks. Those are... Uh, they're messy, easy, but they're fun. They're easy to drink, too. And they're easy to drink, yes. Yeah, just, Does a particular thing that you do, let's say at home or whatever, tend to make you say, I got to have a beer in my hand or a drink in my hand when I do this? Because um, like for me, when I'm doing my smoking on my smoker, I cannot do that without a drink in my hand. Or if we play uh, cornhole, we play a game called cornhole, I can't play without a beer in my hand. So... Or a drink of some sort. Um, mostly when it gets a nice hot sunny day. Yeah. I mean, I don't always drink, but I always think about a beer. Always. Always. Yeah, when I'm playing cornhole, you're throwing those bean bags and I feel well, I used to do the same thing when I played a horseshoe years ago. Um, I felt like I was lopsided, something heavy in one arm, nothing in the other. So I had to make sure I had a drink in this arm. I just got normal now. So when I throw now without the drink in my hand, I, I'm like I throw and I'm like, fuck, that was weird. What oh, there's no bit there's no drink in my hand. <laughs> so. Cornhole. You ever played cornhole? Um, no, you have to explain that to me. Uh, well, you got boards that are about 27 feet apart, and they got a hole in the middle, and you try to throw a beanbag up across the board into the hole. <laughs> and me and my son, uh, Tyler, are pretty damn good at it. All right. I'll have to show you how to play it one time. I mean, I have to play it since it's called cornhole. Oh, I knew you would like the name, yes. Oh, I love that name. Bung, bungholio? Oh, yeah. Cornholio. Cornholio. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when that came out, that was so fucking hilarious. I love those guys. You know, I used to watch them. And what's funny about those guys is, you know, Beavis and Butthead is they would they would hate every song that sucked. But the songs they liked usually was a song I'd like. Uh, every song they thought sucked was a song I thought sucked. So they kind of shared the same opinion with me. So you might be a relative. I think that. Um, it's in your genes. I think I'm a distant relative of Butthead. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I loved when they had to 
pulled a shirt up over his head. I'm Cornholio. Yeah. Get the TP from my bunghole. Yeah, I love that. I know. That was so great. That's classic. Uh, they tried to do a reboot, and it, I guess it didn't take off, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I don't think I saw the reboot. Well, you should watch it. It was fun. Probably should. My wife thinks they're stupid, but whatever. I'm fine with that. I'm good for stupid. I, I like stupid humor. I yes. Like, I like movies like Airplane and Police Academy. I love Airplane. <laughs> what about Police Academy? Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Those are funny. Yeah. That's a good. All right, man. Well, let's take a quick break here. Uh, we've done almost a half hour and we got some more to talk about. Um, we didn't really hit hardly anything we wanted to talk about, I think. So we'll do some more. Definitely. We'll see you in a while. Peace. Peace. We all here. Uh, Colonel Parker's in the room making a pizza. Uh, hey, Eric. Yeah. what you say? What's up? Um, I would sing you a song, but, you know, my throat kind of hurts from COVID. Uh, no, man, I'm, my doctor gave me a bunch of prescription drugs, and they weren't working that good, so I smoked the motherfuckers. <laughs>